Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Finding Harmony podcast with me, your host, Harmony Slater. Hi, welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. I am so happy you're here to join us today and our guest, Manuel Ferreira. We have a wonderful, fun episode for you. But before we get started, I just want to take a little bit of time to acknowledge the terrible war that is happening in Ukraine. Um, At times like this, we can feel somewhat powerless and also not sure what to do or how to help. But I just want to remind you that, um, you know, your energy, your thoughts, your prayers, um, your vision, your support, whether it's monetary support or um, just in your energy, uh, goes a long way. So your desire to cultivate inner peace for yourself will have a ripple effect through the world and that true power comes from your energy and your presence and your intentions. And so being thankful and grateful for wherever you are in the world, um, staying positive, trying to be a force for good in the world, um, something as simple as smiling at a stranger or extending kindness to someone in the supermarket, Um, as well as sending out prayers for safety and security for all affected by this war, um, either directly or indirectly, and creating uh, vibrations of loving kindness. So tuning into that loving kindness meditation, it's a great time to do that now. Uh, Hopefully as we join together in energy and thoughts and prayers, we can help to shift the balance in the direction of peace. And if you'd like to join me um, in supporting Ukraine and the war that's happening there and bringing aid um, to the people of that country, I would encourage you to sign up and join my class that's happening this Saturday, March 12th. It will be a class where we will do some chanting, some pranayama, and some meditation just joining our energy and joining our thoughts towards creating peace for the people in Ukraine. All of the money will go to the British Ukraine Aid uh, because they are working directly with volunteers in the Ukraine. And um, if you sign up through me and make your donation through me, I'll make a, a large donation to Ukraine. And you can also find the link directly to the charity itself on my website. They have a Just Giving page called Ashtanga Community Stands with Ukraine. And if you'd like to join the class, please make a donation either directly to them or through me. And I will send you the link for the class that's happening this Saturday coming up March 12th. It will be in the morning at 5 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. in the UK, and 3 p.m. in Ukraine. So it will be about an hour chanting, meditation, and some breathing all together to start our day or to just join our energy, our prana, um, our forces together to create 
peace and good for people who are really suffering right now. So of course, I hope to see you there on Saturday. And if you have any questions, just DM me or send an email and I will get you the link. And yeah, it'll be a wonderful, wonderful way to support our fellow practitioners and also their families and people in Ukraine right now. So I'm really excited to dive into this hilarious podcast with my good friend, Manuel. He started practicing in 1999 as a compliment to his surfing and to help um, an injury that he had. And um, we met in 2004 in Mysore and have been friends ever since. So this is a lively chai stand conversation. You are going to really enjoy uh, meeting Manuel if you don't know him already. And if you do know him, then you know what a treat you're in for. So without further ado, here is Manuel and of course, Russell Case. Hi, welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Harmony. I'm here with Russell Case. Yeah, I have a, a message today, Harmony. Uh, Valerie Swift, who is the founder of the Finding Harmony podcast fan club, <laughs> uh, she sent over a few letters over the weekend. What I think, what's this say, Jessica Murphy? Yeah. This is a letter from Jessica Murphy, which is, I just want to read for you if I could. Uh huh. Um, I love how Russell really tries to relate to your guests. Uh, it's like he's trying to out-gay the, the gay guests. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> well, today we have a, a, a Portuguese guest on the show. And you're going to try and out-Portuguese the well, Portuguese guests? I was conceived in Portugal right outside of Lisbon. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I'm kind of Portuguese, really. Kind of. Were you conceived yeah, in you Portugal, are. Manuel? Yes, I was. Yes, I was in, in, in Lisbon. In Lisbon. Oh, nice. You're, yeah, you're yeah. sure? You're sure it wasn't like in Spain or something? And then I'd be more Portuguese I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think so. And are you outside of Lisbon today, Manuel? Yes, I am. I'm in a town called Ericeira. He's by the ocean and he's about like, let's say, 30 minutes from Lisbon. Oh, so, nice. Really nice. Like We've it's had a beautiful. number of, of Portuguese guests. Yeah, we have. Well, I love Portugal. Yeah. And Portugal is actually kind of like the new Ashtanga Yoga Mecca these days, yes, I think. Is. Yeah, I heard. I heard. I heard and I know. Still didn't yeah. meet many of them, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the Isa was on the show. Is she close to you? Yeah, Manny? Isa's close i think yeah yeah, yeah. this is close to me because i start uh practicing yoga with the opening of casa vinyasa they open oh. yeah, yeah that yoga now ashtanga yoga sorry yeah so yeah we are pretty close and then many 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 times when they would go to india i would, I would take care of their school amazing and then, and then a school because you know they split and then yeah, yeah. so i'm very close to isa and Tariq. not so close at the moment but yeah. Um, but yeah 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 of course are you? I am confused. Are you not in Malaysia and in, in KL right now? No, no, no I, I don't understand. But yeah. you were. So, How long did you live in Malaysia for? We still live. We still live. But um, we are. We start our school in Malaysia in two thousand fifteen. The two years before, we just uh, in and out. We, my wife and I, Yan, mm -hmm. and then we were there all this time. Uh, okay. And then, and then last year we decided to close the physical space because of. COVID, yeah. and then be because I couldn't travel for so long, uh, 
because Jan couldn't leave the country at that time, and I, I didn't, I really didn't want to uh, leave her behind because then you don't know if you can come back. That's right. So yeah, so now we decide to come to Portugal and stay. I think we're going to stay here in the total four, six months. We arrive in November. We're going to live in April. But then, oh, yeah, then the future is a bit uncertain for now. I'm totally confused. I thought the entire time that we interviewed Jan that we, she was in KL when we interviewed her. I thought no. she was. In, I thought you guys were in Malaysia when we called her. No, she's in Portugal. I, I had no idea. <laughs> really? The no. entire time. No. <laughs> really? I thought she's. I never know if you're saying the truth or not. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You I'm never know. Go with it. <laughs> oh man it's well you a... must have some kind of introduction for Manuel oh i Ferreira. do i do because oh. um, our listener our listener <laughs> martha curious. never knows who any of these people are so this is for martha from florida i want to read an intro <laughs> manuel Ferreira is uh is a senior Ferreira. Ferreira. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, good, Armani. Good, good. <laughs> Thank good you. One. It's Thank a you. senior level two authorized Ashtanga yoga teacher, co-founder and principal teacher of Mysore Room with Yanong, our most recent guest. Uh, Manuel has been practicing yoga since 1998 with almost 20 years of teaching experience. And it says here that Antonio Ferreira San Marcos, you were born in the Balares uh, Islands, Although you lived in Extremadura since you were a child, with the bull Exposito from the cattle ranch Caraque, I don't know what you're most, talking about. Your most <laughs> successful success in bullfighting in Las Ventas on May seventeenth, two thousand and two. I think he's got you confused with a bullfighter, man. But you were a bullfighter. <laughs> I, I, I was not a bullfighter. I was practicing to be a bullfighter. And, oh um, yeah, that was a long time ago. Oh but God. yeah, uh, you can't yeah. trust the internet. That's at all, amazing. Can you? Oh my Were God. you really practicing to be a bullfighter? Yeah, that's true. When what I was in how, uni, you were in uh, uni, was, and and you just yeah. like did you sign up? How do you even start something like that? So this is like that. When you are in uni, then you have your friends, and then if you play rugby, then everything is kind of connected with the tradition of Portugal. So right. if you play rugby, then uh, you also get into bullfighting. Bullfighting means, like, for me at least, bullfighting, uh, there's a big show, correct? And there's many things happening mm -hmm. in, a, in a bullfighting show. So there is, um, there is in a horse, they have spears, and then they just throw spears at the bull, so sad. And then there is uh, also standing, like with a cape. And then after all of that, there's a group of, uh, I don't remember, but I think of 11 men. And those 11 men, they are standing on the ground and they take the, the bull by the horns. And they are talking about uh, bulls of like 500 kilos plus. So it's yeah, kind wow. of like a very manly thing, manly, manly, and have everything to do also with rugby and all of that. So because mm -hmm. of, I was into rugby and I had friends doing that, then I start going to, the, to practice. You do it when it's off season. You go to these places where they have just cows and bulls. And then you, you, you practice how to take a bull. <laughs> It's like quite... wrestling them to the ground. So it's like this. It's a group of 11 men, and yeah. there's one in front. One in front mm -hmm. has to be quite small, but quite with a little, like, a little bit of strong upper body. And that's yeah. me, because I was small. And then that, that man is in front, and he takes the first hit. And then the man behind of, is about of like... the bull? He takes the, the hit bull. from... Wow. Yeah, from, from the bull. And then there's a man behind. The man behind you has to be really big, because he's going gonna, he's gonna to stop... 
uh, that a little bit of that heat. So it's about right. like three meters away from the first man. And then yeah. all the other men will, will help to stop the bull. And then they end up to stop the bull. And then that's how it finished. Wow. And the bull Exposito was your first. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, But that didn't not... take so long because like <sighs> I, it, it was not so... Not, the, the, the practice was okay because there was no spears, there was nothing. But then when you go to the, to the main show, then you see all of that. And then I, I really couldn't take that because... I don't know. I, I just I only liked I always liked animals and things like that, and that that would would be something that I couldn't live with it. And also the fear, because I was getting like uh, pretty into it in terms mm-hmm. of like I was getting a bit better. And the, like the, the the person in charge of the group, he said something to me and my friend. He said, "You and you, you're going to be the future of this group." Something oh, wow. like that. And, He never saw me again. <laughs> no. yeah, I never saw. I got so scared because that means that the next show you're gonna you're gonna really be in front of a 500 kilo bull, and no, that's not gonna happen. So I, I stopped doing it. Pounds. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. But, so, I've never. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna be veg, I, I know that there are a lot of people today say that you know uh, it's dangerous or it's it's. Uh, inhumane to do this with the bull it's um, horrible but it's people horrible. but people like eat a lot of hamburgers these days still yeah but the thing is like making <laughs> making it as a show it should be forbidden and in portugal it's still allowed is is horrible and it's not fair nothing is fair because when the bull comes from 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 the inside when he goes to the place that is the show is open air everything is dark so the bull actually comes completely blind outside Right. So nothing is nothing is fair here in Portugal. They don't let them kill them during the show in Spain. Okay, can. but that is even worse because then they die full of fever after the show, losing oh. blood. Is is really a horrible thing to do. Yeah, and I'm very oh. I'm very embarrassed that I did that in my life. But hope, uh, thanks God he didn't went through, and he made me even more against it. So I'm yeah. really really against it now. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, but if you're gonna eat meat, then like things like like dog fighting, all of that should be yeah. like you should be able to eat dog. What about cock yeah. fighting? Cock fighting should. Be, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna eat chicken, yeah. if you're gonna go to KFC, then you should have cock yeah. fighting. I don't eat meat. I, I, I don't eat meat for a long time, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think I respect people that eat meat for for several for different reasons. I, I'm not I'm not gonna school no one because they are eating meat. I just don't eat meat for a long time. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That's yeah, very unusual, though, right? For a Portuguese to be vegetarian. Uh, I'm not vegetarian. I, I eat fish. Uh, okay. Not every day, of course, but I eat fish once in a while. But yeah, it's quite... Uh, I was vegan in one point, and in Portugal, yeah, that was very difficult. And it was very difficult to explain to people, to my friends. Family, okay. Family, they've been already uh, always okay with everything. But friends, and then I have to... Like to make a point why I'm vegan and I don't like to do things like that. You do whatever what you want to do, but yeah, it was quite difficult, quite difficult. And I actually, one time I was vegan, I stopped being vegan here because it was difficult even in restaurants. Not at the present yeah. moment. It's very easy to be vegan in Portugal right now, but at that time it was quite difficult. Yeah, when I was in Lisbon, there was so many just delicious restaurants we were eating. I was with Anita. Uh, Cunha, um, Cunha, yeah, who's a vegan yeah. chef, and she kept taking me to all these like really delicious yeah. places. It's really good right now. Yeah, It's really, really good. <laughs> But uh, not traditional Portuguese food for the most part. <laughs> yeah, 
But now everywhere you go, even if it's a traditional restaurant, there is always um, uh, option. Before there was not. Before I used to have a salad, French fries, and that's it. Right. Because yeah. that dish would come with a steak. So I just said, can you take the steak and can I eat the rest? And they would look <laughs> like me like I was crazy. Okay, so yeah. forget it. Give me a portion of French fries and the salad on the side. Okay, okay, no yeah. problem. <laughs> that's, that's all I would eat in France when I was living in France was pomme frites and like salad yeah. and beets. Maybe yeah, that, they get a beet salad. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I don't understand like what happened to you. Were your parents really weird like this? Were they into very weird things? And, and they just, you came along very naturally? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, what kind well, of Well, I mean, if your parents are hippies and they're into vegetarianism and they're doing no. yoga, then where do you My- come from? My mother, my mother, my mother is different. My mother is definitely different than the mothers of my friends in a good way. She's, I can see her. I, I think she's like an, like she's an artist inside. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, um, uh, she was a teacher long time ago and now she's into writing and she's been writing a long time, um, about the poet called Fernando Pessoa. I don't know if you know, and she's mm. completely obsessed with him. He's oh, wow. one of the, the most famous poets in Portugal and he was actually bipolar so he writes under different names and she's been uh, working on him I don't know since she retired for so long so she's she's quite an amazing person and uh, is he the one that uh, has the house in Lisbon that you can go visit uh, I'm not sure he has a statue in the center of Lisbon in Chiado that you can sit next to him and take a picture in a cafe (laughs) called Brasileira but I don't know about the house. I don't know. I've been away from Portugal. I don't know so much about uh, Portugal history because I've been so disconnected from it. Mm. But I don't know about that. But he's very, 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 very famous. The most okay. famous poet in Portugal. Fernando Pessoa. Wow. Yeah. So your mom was a little bit like a like a kind of a beatnik or a little weird. And, yeah. and, and so you take after her a little bit doing these weird things. You- yeah, I'm a mix. I'm a mix of. I'm very similar to her. Many of my friends they don't understand me so well, and then when they when they meet my mom, I said, "Oh, now we understand." Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was your father like? What did he do? My father was a civil engineer, so very different than my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, they met. Um, my father was studying in 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 Lisbon in the university, and then uh, he got. Um, uh, expelled because he was a revolutionary. So he oh. had to finish. Yeah, so he had to finish his university in Johannesburg in Africa. Wow! But he actually born in Africa. He born in Mozambique, so he went back. Oh wow! And then when he was studying in the university in Johannesburg, my mother also was studying there. So they met in Africa. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he went to the war and everything as an engineer. Oh. He, didn't, he didn't really. He had a gun, of course, because he needs to protect himself, but he was more in charge of like building bridges and things like that for them to okay. go around. <laughs> so I was, remember, your yeah. father is, is Portuguese, but is your mother French? No, no, no. My, both are Portuguese. Uh, my mother born in the north of Portugal in a small town. Oh. My father is Portuguese, but he born in Mozambique because my grandfather uh, uh, grand, uh, and grandmother, they moved to Africa before that so they had oh, a really good life there at, the, at that time but then everything changed in their house they got kicked <laughs> by wow. from africa and they moved again to portugal okay yeah. i'm sorry wow um, yeah. wow and so you were going to also become a civil engineer at one point 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, w- I went to university to be ca- to be a civil engineer. Um, I was choosing uh, in the last year of high school to be to try to be an architect of civil engineer, and I opt to be a civil engineer. That didn't work so well. I didn't <laughs> enjoy so much. <laughs> what did you like, like about it? I, I didn't like when the course got too specific. I liked the, t- the first two years. There was a lot of mathematics, and I really enjoy mathematics, and I, I, I pass in all those subjects. But mm-hmm. we when it started being about the materials and geology and things like that, I, I just lost interest. And another mm-hmm. situation is because the university was close to the very close to the ocean. I used to take a bus. The stop before the beach was the university. So many times I just like, whatever, I'm just going to go surfing. And then if the weather was good, I wouldn't go in the morning. I wouldn't go in the afternoon. So it was a bit of a mess. So I stayed stayed there for like seven years in the university. And I only finished, actually finished like three years. So I would have another two years to finish. If it was today, I would have finished. But at that point just life changed and then I didn't end up to finish. Okay. You became an amazing <laughs> surfer though. Is he amazing? Yeah, yeah, not these days because I don't surf so much. But yeah, I I, I, I got I got I got quite okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have to, we can talk more about that in, in a bit. I'm I'm still interested though in, in your in your parents. I think your your family your parents divorced quite early. I think when you were yeah. seven, I think. That must yeah, be yeah. unusual in in Portugal as well. Is, is that, is uh, so, that an unusual so. story now? No? Not, n- not at the present moment. I have many friends that got divorced, sometimes twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, not, not, not so unusual. Maybe at that point in my life when I was so young, I thought it was because many of my friends in the, in the school that I was, the, the parents were together. And um, yeah, I still remember. I still remember exactly the night that, that they fought and that they decide to move to move apart, but uh, really, yeah. But then they divorce, and they they kind of like uh, my father was always in the house and this and that. My my mother would keep him so close, but then he ended up to fall in love and move forward, mm-hmm. and then he remarried. But wow. yeah, was 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 I was always very close to my father, and I became even closer when they divorced because mm-hmm. I was he would pick me up every night to go dinner outside, and yeah, oh, every <laughs> nice. night. Yeah, every night he finished work, he would pick me up and do, go to a restaurant right in front of my mother's house. Oh, Aww. that's nice. Yeah. yeah. My wow. sister my sister got a bit hurt, so it took her a, a little bit. But right now she's like so close to my father and she oh. became really close also. So, yeah, no no big drama, but yeah, it was quite uh, difficult. But anyway, they were fighting so much, but because, so I think it was good for, for us that they, they decided yeah. to divorce. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's kind of like a contractual stipulation in the United States. You kind of have to get divorced here. It's like <laughs> yeah. Ten years and then out the door. I'm I'm interested. You 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 told us a story. Um, I sent you like a list of pre questions, and you told us a story that was really interesting about your dad remarrying. I'm not sure I really understood it. Did he recently get married? He's been sick with with Parkinson's. Can can you tell us more about that? Okay, so my father divorced, and then he was very close to my mother, but then uh, my mother didn't really want to go back together, so he started like having uh, other relationships. Mm-hmm. He had, uh, from what I remember, he had one girlfriend that I really liked, actually. She was kind of an hippie, actually. She was very, very different than anything that I saw. I still remember. Mise was her name. And then that relationship didn't really work, and then yeah, he found a, a woman, 
And then um, they stayed together, they married, they stayed together for about, I don't know, like they just divorced last year, but I don't know, 30 years. Um, oh, so they yeah, divorced 14, last year. 24. I, yeah. I wasn't sure if they had just gotten married last year. So they divorced no, last no, year. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But, but he's like it. in the middle of like uh, the throes of Parkinson's, right? Yeah, he's been uh, he's been dealing with Parkinson for a while. I didn't know so long, but uh, in the past five years, I got to know. But I think it came it came before. It came mm-hmm. maybe five years before. But maybe I don't know if he knew or not. Maybe he didn't want to tell us to protect us for us not to be worried. But yeah. I think as soon as my father retired, because my father was very, very hardworking, very hardworking. He worked so hard. He would give everything to his work. And then when he stopped working, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people retired and then they don't have that, that drive anymore. And then yeah. he, he dealt a little bit with depression. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then come Parkinson. And now Parkinson is very present, now stable, thanks God. But uh, yeah, the last two years were, were, were very hard for him. Mm-hmm. That that makes more more sense. If he's dealing with depression, that can be really hard on the person you're living with. You know, I thought yeah. that maybe she had abandoned him with with Parkinson's, but I, mm-hmm. I think when someone is dealing with depression, it can be really very much a struggle to live with that person. Yeah, I think I think I think both sides. I think both sides. There was a little bit of I. I would I would prefer not to go into that, but yeah, I okay. think it was a was a mix of what you are saying and the mix of, of course, it's difficult yeah. for both. But mm-hmm. at the same time, at seventy seven years old, you are with a person. I think it's just, yeah. I don't know. In my opinion, I would I would say no. It's like you live thirty years together, but yeah, you never know. Parkinson <laughs> can get really really tough in terms of your and uh, you're not independent anymore, and then. But right now is right now is stable. But last year was very very hard for him mm-hmm. because he had to yeah you had to move from the house yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm forgive me for asking these personal questions. I'm just trying to get a, a a picture on why you Manny are make are making such you know very different decisions than your friends. You know, getting into yoga and. Um, you know, becoming a bullfighter, but getting into a yoga and 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 becoming vegetarian, and I, I just wonder about, you know, well, your your parents, you know, what sparked it, and and you know, if your parents had a kind of spiritual life that uh, maybe wasn't obvious, but uh, you can see why you made these choices. Uh, yeah, it was all by myself, not inspired. I, I went to university for civil engineering, inspired on my father, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my mother has been a writer and all of that uh, can be a little bit more to that side. But mm-hmm. uh, the yoga app happened, like, I didn't really push it, it just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just uh, fall in love with the practice and start going this way. And yeah, I became a yoga teacher. It was quite crazy to that happen. I didn't have any people around me moving me that way in the beginning, but then you know you start meeting more and more people, and you get inspired by them, and then you wanna you wanna continue. What you, what took I you? Think he, I think he was also inspired by a hot Brazilian model. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I started yoga in in nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. I was um, I was uh, actually I was grounded at that time. I think. Yeah, I was grounded, grounded. because uh, they did. Yeah, I was grounded because they, uh, or before, yeah. I think I didn't tell my parents that I was failing university, failing university, and oh, then my mother right. just went there, and then she discovered all of that. 
So they told <laughs> me that uh, I couldn't surf. I couldn't surf now. Oh. I just have to dedicate oh. myself to studies. But at that point also I was stopped. You know, bodyboarding is laying down, surfing is standing up. And then I right. got really hurt on my back doing bodyboard because there's a lot of uh, intensity on, on the back because you are constantly on a back bending and then there's a lot of impact. So my back started hurting for no reason and I never had back pain. And then at the same time, uh, one of my best friends, he also, because of school, he kind of like the parents also said, you cannot surf, you have to devote yourself, for, uh, <laughs> uh, you have to dedicate yourself from studying. And he got really bad. He got like kind of almost in a depression. So he, yeah. he tried yoga. And then uh, I would see him every day after the class and he would come, he talked talk about yoga, is this and that. And he keeps talking about yoga and also about the teacher. She was, uh, her name was Sarita. She was my, favorite, uh, my, my, my first yoga teacher. And she was Brazilian, and then you was completely in love with her. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I just, I just, I just went. I just start, start going, maybe twice a week, three times a week. But um, yeah. Did you, did you steal her away from him? No, no, no. We became good friends. She was a very nice person, and um, mm. yeah, it was a completely different method at the time. Like nothing what kind to of, do with Ashton. Yeah. What kind of yoga was it? Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> the master <laughs> that yeah. was the person in charge of the school that I will t tell a little bit more about him, but he was not my teacher. Uh, he called his method at the time he would call Sankhya Yoga. Okay? Sankhya Yoga. Okay. So from, from what I see, he was inspired uh, in Shivananda in terms of the actual class. So the class was okay. divided in several angas. If I'm not mistaken, at that point is divided in nine angas, but really, really divided. So you had uh, allocated a part of the class for each one. So imagine that you can start with puja. In this mm -hmm. case, it was a puja to the room, puja to the teacher, puja to the master. Mm -hmm. And I think puja to Shiva. Yeah, yeah, by order, correct? And then mm -hmm. it was the asana, it was pranayama, kirtan, kriya, and yoga nidra. Okay? So, but, but this teacher, because she was a lot into asana, she would uh, uh, put a lot of emphasis in asana. So asana was most of the class. And then we'd do a little bit of pranayama. The puja always there because she was she had to. Yeah. Uh, so the class was was enjoy in a physical way was enjoying. The rest I didn't enjoy at all. The first <laughs> the first time I saw my because my friend was a, had a good voice, so they would start with Kirtan. The first time he started doing Kirtan, I just cracked myself. I couldn't stop laughing. Because he started like really loud <laughs> clapping and I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> but wow, um, yeah. Yeah, so I got into into asana, but uh, uh, it was my introduction to yoga. But then I stayed in that school for a while, and I ended up to actually do a course, but then I got to know a little bit more about the school and the uh, so-called master, mm -hmm. and I didn't like what I see. It was horrible. The man actually is now uh, on the run. He was... Uh, really? Yeah, he was... Uh, <laughs> many people uh, Many people came with... Uh, with, with uh, uh, Accusations about sexual things. And it's right. inevitable. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. man was horrible. This man was actually horrible. So that's because I, I, I did a course with him. And yeah. then the last class of the course was the Kripa. It's like an energetic touch. So after this class, you are connected to the master for all your life. And I said, <laughs> that's not going to happen. I never call him master. I always call by the name. So I went to him and I said, look, um, I, I'm very young. I have a lot to live and I also have a lot to learn and I, I want to meet a lot of teachers. I'm very curious about other methods, so this is not going to work for me. And he said yeah. something to me. He said, Manuel, from people, I always expect the best 
and the worst. I was like, huh? Oh. Okay, so I guess this is my worst. Bye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I never see yeah. him anymore. And the last year he got uh, proper cues. He's, I think he's, he's hiding somewhere. I don't know. But this guy wow. got recognized in India and everywhere. This guy became really big in the world, in the world of yoga. Wow. Was he Portuguese or was he, was he Indian? He's Portuguese, but he traveled yeah. a lot to India. And then he have a name, like, you know, those names of like 10 words. Mahala. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. gave himself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was my, 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 my first, uh, yeah, my first wow. interaction with yoga. So, <laughs> so from there, you, you know, you're doing the kirtan, the puja, the asana, the baptism, the yoga nidra and all of it. How on earth did you find Ashtanga yoga in Issa and Tarek in Lisbon? So actually, I became a teacher after that. Mm -hmm. So right. during so that summer, I took the course. And during that summer, I was already like not so happy in university. So I said, why don't I, I start teaching? So I sent a couple of CVs uh, to a couple of gyms. And then I yeah. went to the south of France surfing and enjoying my life. And then after the, after the, um, after the summer, they came back to me and they both said, yeah, 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 we want you. I said, oh, but I don't know how to teach because I don't believe in what I learned. <laughs> so I, so then I start uh, practicing in a school, very good school, called mm -hmm. uh, Portuguese Center of Yoga with a teacher called Carlos Rui, very good teacher. He had a mix of like Ashtang. He, he was actually traveling every year to Pune, Pune, mm -hmm. but he liked that part of Ashtanga that is a bit more dynamic. So we will mix both. The alignment was completely Iyengar, but then you will keep some movements and uh, the Vinyasa system was present, definitely. So mm -hmm. I start practicing with him and I also did a course of two years with him. Wow. And, uh, and, and, and that helped me a lot to start teaching because my first classes, oof, they were really, really bad. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I love it. But, yeah. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so honest, Manny. <laughs> yeah, so I started teaching like in these health clubs. So like uh, yeah. I, I, the, my first class was in health club and it was, they stopped a stretching class and put a yoga class, but I didn't know what to do. So I went, I went to the book of uh, Light on Yoga and I, I don't know if you know, in the end, in the end, there's a yeah. sequence with sequence, asana sequence. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I just yeah. I just start teaching those sequence and I would teach with my back to the students at that point was two students because I was very shy and I would put music uh, and then I start just doing